You're listening to the PD Zone, Two Peas in a Podcast, a podcast that highlights all the reasons why Florence, South Carolina is an amazing place to call home. I'm your host, Michael Parker, and along with my co-host, Doug Summerford, we'll strive to bring you interviews and reviews of the best businesses and happenings all around the PD. Thank you so much for tuning in. Welcome, everybody, to the Two Peas in a Podcast of the PD. We are so excited today to have Ms. Teresa Myers-Urban with us. Teresa, thank you so much for coming in. Um, not only are you a candidate for mayor here in Florence, but wow, what a resume. And I'm, folks, I'm going to fill you in on a little bit. She's a native of Florence, South Carolina. She's married, has three children. Um, she is an, has an associate's degree in nursing from Florence Darlington Tech a Bachelor of Science degree in nursing from Francis Marion University, uh, has been a registered nurse and working with McLeod's for 38 years, uh, is a nursing instructor on a program that I'm going to be real honest, I couldn't begin to pronounce that word, so, but uh, she's been a licensed realtor since 2005, was elected to the Florence City Council in District 1 in 2010 and has served nonstop then for 10 years now. So now running for mayor. Wow. I'm impressed. Um, How do you find time to do all of that? It's all about prioritizing. I do want to add, I have an honorary doctor degree from Francis Verity Humanities as well. Okay. I had that down here, but my paper is so full of yellow. Uh (laughs) I have never seen so many accomplishments in one place. And truly, like you said, off mic, a a life of service. So we thank you for that. So So how do you prioritize all all that you've got going on and now running for mayor? How does that work out for you? Well, for me, everything's about time management. And I believe the things that's important to you in life, you will make the time for it. Right. So for me, my family and community service, when it comes to leading the city, is what's important. Right. And because I'm a Florence native, I love Florence, and I believe that I want to see the best for Florence. So Florence is always number one for me. So that is why the things you see on my resume Every time I took on a new educational piece, it was to meet the demands of something that was being shortchanged here in the city. Right. So I believe in meeting the demand of what is needed. Right. And for me, preparing to run and running for mayors because I believe in the things that I have done as a city councilwoman. Right. And I want to see these things continue. And that is why I'm running for mayor because I know that experience counts, right. especially where we're at right now. Well, we sure appreciate the work that you've done for the city. Um, I haven't been here my whole life, but close. I, I moved here when my dad got out of the army, was a physician here in town uh, in 1966. So I've been here since then. Uh, and and like you, I want to see the best for the city. That's what brings us to do two peas in a podcast. You know, this is not about Doug and I, uh, this is about helping bring awareness to what a great city we have. And you certainly have done a lot to help, raise that awareness. And I know there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes, particularly with all the the boards and the councils you sit on. Um, Tell us about what you're most proud of while you've been on the city council. Well, I'll be honest, there's so many beautiful things that I'm proud Mm -hmm. of. And I could not, if I had to prioritize, I would say the ability that I was able to get $3.5 million set aside for community development. And I say that's important because I believe that all areas of the city of Florence should have a beautiful neighborhood to be within. Right. And that starts with having a safe, livable home. Mm-hmm. So by doing that, 
I also believe we are creating an atmosphere where businesses, when they come to look at our city, see that we're investing back into our communities throughout the whole of the city, right. making all four areas, Northwest, East, and South Florence, all beautiful. Mm -hmm. And I believe by doing that, we will attract businesses. So number one would be that $3.5 million mm -hmm. being reinvested in the communities, which is something no one else in the history of Florence has ever done. Right. So that's just one of them. Right. <laughs> that's one. That's, that's <laughs> impressive. And like I said, there, there, there's a lot of things folks on her resume and her bio. So mm -hmm. we're not wrapping up by any means, but while we're at that point, take a look at her website mm -hmm. and see all these accomplishments and, and her vision for the city. And I think you'll, you'll all be as impressed as we are. Um, and I see out of the corner of my eye, my second mm -hmm. P over here raising his hand, mm -hmm. Doug, don't be shy, man. This is, you know, one thing I'm never <laughs> is shy. Uh, so Teresa, yes. um, you've got, um, an impressive resume. Yes. Um, you've got the, uh, you raised a $3.5 million dollars mm -hmm. is part of that going into your green initiative no no that's totally separate totally separate yeah the 3.5 million dollars really was used what we call seed money because uh -huh. even though it sounds like a lot of money uh -huh. when you're starting thinking about building home if you're in real estate you know right. how right. quickly that can go oh yeah we use that to start attracting banks and private builders mm -hmm. to get involved right so uh -huh. that's totally different now the green initiative is separate in this you may know we are a green city already when it comes to our trees right. and our bees. Right. So that would be totally different. And I want to see us grow in that area because if you see the wave of the future, the wave of the future is sustainability. Right. And so there will be fundings, I know from federal on down, mm -hmm. that we need to position Florence. So when that is occurring, we can receive funding. Right. So have you ever have you ever driven in Florence and thought, my goodness, where do these people come from? <laughs> You know, which people? The, 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 the drivers. The drivers. I'm telling you, I'm a biker. I'm not a motorcycle biker. I'm a bike biker, bicycle. Yes. No, yes. Mm -hmm. I love that. Uh -huh. I don't dare ride on these uh -huh. roads. Okay. You know, uh -huh. I, mean, I know it's against the law to ride on the sidewalk, but I'd rather be judged by 12 than carried out by six. Okay. okay. I understand and that. And so, <laughs> do you have any plans in the Green Initiative? for more family-friendly bike paths that um, we could use to, uh, to, to go around Florence with. I'm having, to, I'm having to go through neighborhoods now mm -hmm. until, you know, to find my way into the town and everything. So, I mean, I live on Jackson, but uh, anyway, so what do you think? I mean, do you have anything like that or? Well, I smile because the city, we have a pedestrian-friendly um, plan for just mm -hmm. what you're speaking about. Mm -hmm. But a lot of our streets that we have, they are also state-owned streets. Right. So to do anything to those streets, we have to get permission from the state. Right. So I will tell you, to help us be able to move that along, we need for our citizens to contact the state representatives right. so we can get the permission mm -hmm. to do these things. We have the plans, but we need permission. That's the key word from our state. If you were to look at, we have some areas right off our um, Cherokee and also Sumter Street where we have been able to put in some bike path. Right. But it was a struggle to get those there. So right. I would say we have the plans, but now we need the permission. So everybody contact your state reps. That's right. Load the phones if up. You, if you're tired of dodging cars while you're riding your bicycle or you're mm -hmm. tired of dodging bikers while you're driving your cars. Uh, yes. Because <laughs> clearly it, that is definitely, and I've lived in a lot of places, Charlotte, Columbia, mm -hmm. the last two places before I moved back to Florence. Mm -hmm. 
we are lagging behind in, in cities like that and certainly Charleston and, and has those things. So everybody, come on, get involved. Just like we talk about all the time when we do these podcasts, mm -hmm. don't get involved, don't complain. Well, we, so, we, your trees and bees uh, mm -hmm. thing, we, we certainly need more bees. Mm -hmm. If we don't have bees, we don't have trees. That's right. We don't have flowers. Or food. We don't have food. I mean, right. bees are- Or clean water. Critical. Or yeah, bees mm -hmm. are what God gave us, and honey is the oldest food there is, and it never goes bad. And honey is also is a good natural antibiotic. Yes, mm -hmm. it is. It has yeah. medical use, so you're yeah. right. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Well, Doug wanted to ask you about- yeah, well, I know that your 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 background in medical and uh, mm -hmm. your, your background also in, in the city mm -hmm. uh, council and everything. Mm -hmm. uh, is there what is the city council doing to help these businesses out that got affected so drastically by COVID? Well, if you were think back during the summer, we did pass the COVID nineteen Care Act resolution, right. which put in place one hundred and six hundred sixty one thousand one hundred twenty three thousand mm -hmm. dollars that the city is matching up to one hundred fifty thousand dollars to address the issue, such as mm -hmm. anyone low to moderate income who have been affected by COVID nineteen. Mm -hmm. So we've already passed a resolution to address that. Right. So there's there is it uh, is it uh, businesses or individuals or both? It's a combination of both, combination especially of both. when it came to the businesses in the city limit, we did do what we call zoning, where we had uh -huh. a first area that was initially started out through part of the heart of downtown, mm -hmm. was phase one, then it also phased out further. Okay. So, and so we did do that and we will continue to see what else will be available and what uh -huh. we can do because this recovery from COVID is ongoing because we, right. first of all, we don't have a, we don't have a cap on it yet. Right. We don't have a treatment yet for it. We don't have a vaccine. Right. Mm -hmm. So we are projected to be in this up to next year. Right. And so as a city, we're planning this step for in advance. Okay. We're so we're we're on the scene and we're planning so that we can look at the numbers based on the numbers, how they compare this year to last year. So we're tracking right. mm -hmm. and we're projecting what we can expect in the future from this COVID nineteen. So well, we're on top of that. Nice to know that we're on top of it. Tell me how is how is our businesses faring through this? Have we lost a bunch of businesses? I know that they're all hurting. Yeah, uh, I was in the restaurant business for 28 years before I got my real estate license. I know what it takes to run a restaurant and what you need to cover your expenses. Uh, so that clearly they've got to be hurting, and, I, and you know, and I know they are. Um, but how how are we faring? Have we lost businesses? Are we helping them right now? Uh, well, we're helping them, but also you know that most businesses within that first five years of opening, that's right. a critical time period. Definitely. So to be honest, I do expect that businesses who just opened within that first five years who mm -hmm. don't have that um, customer base, right. they will suffer the most. Right. And if they close their doors, more than likely they won't open, open them again. Right. Right. And I have seen some businesses who shift from being... Um, brick and mortar mm -hmm. to food trucks. Right. I've seen more businesses, if they were doing certain retails, they shifted from a retail building business to online or right. at home. Right. So what I'm seeing is some businesses who I know won't open, mm -hmm. but I've also seen the creativities yeah. of some of these business orders to shift to another format to survive so yeah. they can come back. Well, that's good news because you know, I, I've really, I and mean, I've done, I've done a lot of restaurant business, big and small, corporate and and family owned, and you know, I know what a struggle it is to meet that payroll. And you know, you get into a business, any business, mm -hmm. if you care about your folks, they're like family, so you hate to see 
business is struggling and you feel like you're you're not meeting your obligations to you, mm-hmm. your family and then your adopted family. So it's good to know that there, there's a place to turn yes. to do that. So uh, we touched on mm-hmm. briefly just a second ago about neighborhood development and mm-hmm. north, south, east and west. Uh, been here in Florence all my life, like you have. You've yes. heard it forever and ever. I'm sure you have mm-hmm. West Florence versus South Florence. West mm-hmm. Florence. What is it going to take to let's get North and East involved in that conversation? You know, when I first ran for city council in 2010, before even coming aboard, I started to introduce that factor. And what it's going to take is just like how we're communicating right now, mm-hmm. open conversations. Right. We're presently getting ready to enter into the plans for our 2020 comprehensive plan. Mm-hmm. Even as of today, there's going to be a Zoom call so citizens can call in. It's going to take all citizens starting to be very vocal mm-hmm. about the desires as citizens, what they desire to see. Right. And what is happening is now, people who are more conscious now that this is one city, mm-hmm. that we have to take care of the whole city. Right. That is starting to make a difference. Mm-hmm. We're starting to bring down the different barriers that really kind of cut the city up, say this part, that part, we're yeah. one city. Because right. yeah. when a business come in, they look at the whole of the city of Florence. And so that is one of the things I love to push and tell people. We're one city. Right. The business look at the city of Florence as the city of mm-hmm. Florence. They don't mm-hmm. want to see this area is supposed to be that and that right. because it says that when you're doing that, you're divided. That's right. And we've got to come together. You're exactly right. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I realize north, south, east, and west are directions, mm-hmm. but that's all they should be. Yeah, that's all. That's all they should be. You know, mm-hmm. I bring people into the city in my real estate business all the time, and they, you know, they do their research before they get here. And, yes. you know, we have a huge influx from all over the country mm-hmm. right now in Florence, but particularly from the Northeast. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, they come down and they say, well, you know, I hear West Florence is the place to be. Mm-hmm. You know, well, I, I can't wait till the day where we don't have to address that issue yes. or that well, might not even be an issue, that question, mm-hmm. because that's just as kind of silly. But mm-hmm. tell me about the neighborhood redevelopment that you have spearheaded within the city council and the, to taking some of the blighted properties. And, and I think probably you had to remove a lot of regulations and a lot of red tape in order to get some of those properties or to get the owners to give you those properties to do what's going on. Tell us how that stands right now. Well, where we stands right now, it was an interesting process, but believe it or not, it took just communicating with these owners and getting them to understand some had ideas of what they thought the property was valued at. But when we educated them and showed them the value, then they understood. Yeah, some people have been going on Zillow like they do in my business, huh? Oh. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Don't go yes. on Zillow, people. It ain't <laughs> right. And, you know, and then some of the ideas of what they think is going to happen. Yeah. So if they hold on to the property, they will make money. Yeah. And just getting them to understand that if you hold on to the property, if it's in bad condition, you're bringing property values down. Right. So once again, it went back to educating the person who owned the property so that we could purchase it. But we were able to purchase these properties. And once we've purchased them, we got uh, a large pack together. It made it easier to design developmental plans for them. And as being in real estate, you understand that. And so what we were doing was creating um, comparables Mm -hmm. so that individuals who now want to upgrade their homes, they can get a loan that gives them a comparable value to do that. So we wanted to create an economic shift in the areas, which brought property values up, which therefore increased the loans coming into the areas, which is now creating new homes, but also economic development. Mm-hmm. All of a old conversation, that is now a public-private 
investment. Mm -hmm. The city who had the land, but the builder who came in, he invested his money to do it. Right. So there's economic development. Mm -hmm. There's jobs in that process now. So with home ownership, you created so much income and you also improve a community. Right. And we've done that in three targeted areas. We call them catalytics, just mm -hmm. as you said. In the original West Florence, which now some say Northwest, but that's the original West Florence, mm -hmm. also North Florence and East Florence. Mm -hmm. We brought a consultant team in who did studies who was able to show that the income of the areas could afford those homes and purchase those homes just by the people living in the community. Right. And by doing that, we have a plan that we do those homes. We want to draw other builders in, which right now I'm actually working with an organization who is planning to build in the original West Florence area, 17 new homes. Mm -hmm. So just from that $3.5 million, we have now got two private investors who are coming in who wants to now start building homes in the areas that was blighted before. Right. So we've started, a, I'll say, a, a catalyst of development. And that was the desire when I came on council to do that. Because I believe once we can get it started, get it stabilized, these communities will now be able to support themselves because the money that is needed will be invested back into right. the community. Right. And so that's a quick synopsis. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree with that. You know, it's uh, private and public yes. partnership is mm -hmm. the way to go, which uh, again, I'm going to throw out one of my sure. pet projects. Mm -hmm. um, tell me about all the major vacancies in and around Florence mm -hmm. and if there's any plans to try mm -hmm. to address that, bring in some businesses. Uh, mm -hmm. The gateways coming in Lucas mm -hmm. Street, uh, mm -hmm. the pathway from the airport to the medical mile. Okay. Um, those are where we're bringing clients in as realtors mm -hmm. and quite honestly, gracious. Mm -hmm. You know, we need a team of bulldozers out there in some places, but you know, like the, and I know there's not a whole lot that you can affect as far as private businesses, mm -hmm. but the, the old Kmart building right in the middle of what should be an impressive business district mm -hmm. sitting empty, the old mm -hmm. Kroger building mm -hmm. sitting empty. Mm -hmm. I mean, where are we making plans for that and improving these gateways? And I just, you know, making everything look great, will bring more people into the city. What are your thoughts there? I agree. And when it comes to the airport, and you know, it's fascinating that you said that. When prior to 2010, prior to being on the councils, one of the things I stated was that when you have the airport and you have realtors and coming in and choosing to go 327, mm -hmm. well, then rather than coming back down Pan Metal 301, there's an issue. There is an issue. And so <laughs> since then, now we have got a commission who have been working together and it consists of county and city, also with Francis Marins. They did a study to see what could be done to improve that gateway. Right. But that gateway is primarily county. Right. So with that, the development is going to take the county making their designs. Mm -hmm. And as mayor, I would work with the county to continue to improve that corridor because it is a key factor. When you come through that airport, it's a beautiful area until mm -hmm. you hit certain landmarks there and business yeah. and, and over the years the negotiation with certain properties in that area has not went well right so that's something that we would have to work with right when it comes to some of the other buildings we said the old Kroger. once again that's a property that's privately owned mm -hmm. so it goes back to, again to what that owner is willing right. to do you know what we should do what <laughs> that should be a dog park mm -hmm. We don't have a dog park. Mm -hmm. That's right in the city, accessible mm -hmm. to everybody. I'm a pet, mm -hmm. a huge pet lover. Mm -hmm. um, dog park. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I'll go over there with my hammer and start tearing that building down tomorrow if you need me. Well, I'm a, I'm a, that is one case where I call on the realtors to see what you can do with the owner. Yeah. <laughs> Take those real estate skills and put them into play. Right. The owner might be bigger you are. <laughs> Yeah, ain't nobody bigger than a man with a hammer and a plan. Come on. Yeah, I don't know. You got cats. You don't have dogs. And, and to be honest, to be real, we have looked at having a pet park. Mm-hmm. We've looked at that for downtown. So right. for me, we've looked at that. So it's, it's just what you're saying. We've looked at as a city right. and how we can do that. Even yeah. to when we have our inclusive park, which is located on Bond Street, mm-hmm. the greenery there, we've even looked at doing some green space there so that it passes. We right. have a place to be in the yeah. downtown. Right now, there's just some small areas on Darwin Street. Mm-hmm. So, yes, we have the vision for that. Yeah. And so we're looking at that and also our walkable city. Right. So, yes. That's huge. Those walkable visions are city. Yeah. Yes. And so, that's, that's my vision. I want a walkable city. Oh, yeah. I love to bike, too. And I also yeah. run and I yeah. walk. So, yeah. Well, if you see um, me running, how about not the guy right behind me down? Because that's the only reason I'm running. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you think that COVID has had an effect on commercial? in the city limits of Florence. Do you think people are a little skeptical or maybe a little afraid to jump out, invest capital right now at this moment? Because, you know, it doesn't take but one time from the governor says, okay, this this segment of, of workforce cannot work, but this segment can. So do you think that's affected? It? And if so, how do you see that that's going to, about how long you think that will last? Well, I'm going to be honest. If you're, if you're in business right now, Right now, it's a prime time for you to be making your plan of how you can do your money. Mm-hmm. Right. You think about it. When you want to buy stocks, you want to buy them when they're low, right. not when they're high. Right. So right now is a prime time for any business owner to be looking at the opportunity to start doing that investment. Mm-hmm. What some of the hotels are doing right now, since the numbers are down, they have taken the time now to start doing some remodeling to mm-hmm. the property. So really, it depends on the creativity of the investor in the business. It's mm-hmm. all of how you look at it. Well, then you having to do those updates you plan to do next year when you thought everything was going to be good. Do right. it now while things are low. Right. So you'll be prepared right. when the numbers are coming back up that you can meet that man. Yeah. So for me, it's all in. When you see something happening, what is the opportunity there? Mm-hmm. So this is an opportunity for businesses to look. And we do have businesses look. Yeah. Understand that mm-hmm. even though we're thinking people are afraid, people who are business suave, are religious, they're looking at it. Mm-hmm. They're seeing, what can I do now? I literally... So far, I see probably about every week I've been contacted by someone who's been looking at Florence. Right. So yeah. no, we're still alive and well, well. Yeah, because we know that uh, the banks, I mean, I've talked to bankers and they're crying the blues. You know, they mm-hmm. say, we're going to probably start charging people to keep their money. Mm-hmm. And uh, so. Uh, Opportunities. A- absolutely. You <laughs> know, so mm-hmm. uh, it, it, it's something else. Mm-hmm. On that same, along that same line, mm-hmm. there's something on the table now concerning landlords. Mm-hmm. Can you address that a little bit as far as why this bill, who authored it, you know, and things of this nature? What I want and I want to invite the whole of the public to do on the 21st and also I think it's the 29th, but go to the City of Florence website. We'll be having hearings on just what you're speaking about now. And I think it's worth it for the public to get involved so they can hear the true factors mm-hmm. behind that because it's not something that you can just do a snippet of. Right. It's important to the fact that I encourage everyone who's concerned to go look at other cities who are growing, who have any type of residential things and see what they're doing. Mm-hmm. This particular um, ordinance you're talking about is one that was actually introduced and it's already been in a comprehensive plan since 2010. So it's not new. 
This is a part of the comprehensive plan. Mm -hmm. And maybe some people did not evaluate the comprehensive plan to see what is needed. But this is projected in our 2010 Mm -hmm. comprehensive plan Mm -hmm. where we need to be. I'm not in the city. Mm -hmm. I own property in the county Mm -hmm. and uh, I'm paying that 6 percent. Mm-hmm. investment fee on something mm-hmm. can't imagine adding any more money to that i mean how how are landlords going to be able to stay in business well just as they're doing it now because if you're a landlord who's taking care of your property you're fine and when it comes to the six percent if you look at the city uh-huh. if you're in your home and you are that's your primary we give back over 70 percent in credit from the city so if you're in the county, you don't experience that, but we do right. from the city aspect right. of it. And also being in the real estate myself, mm-hmm. have done some property management. I have had properties who I've managed pretty well for friends, mm-hmm. who their properties are well-maintained. The only cost they have is the management fee. So it's all based upon what you as a property owner and management do with your property. If your property is already fine and in place, you're not worried about this because the primary reason for this is just to have a setup so you will have a contact. So if something is happening at your property, that person can be notified. Whereas if you got an LLC and you live in, which is a big issue we'll have, you right. live in New York, New Jersey. Right. By the time you find that person, that building have, can fall, fall down. Right. So we need a person of contact on that registry that the city can contact when it comes to issues or concern that problem. That is the biggest catch to that is having a person, a contact, a human person, right. not an LLC, but a right. physical person. So, right. so what I'm hearing here is, and I, I'm guilty of not mm-hmm. knowing all the facts about this proposed mm-hmm. ordinance as well. A lot of misinformation and rumor possibly going through the city. Yes. And so we're inviting people to look at the city website and, and yes. get the facts before we just like everything else going on in the world right now. Mm-hmm. The rumors are they seem to travel faster than facts. Yes. Don't they? Yes, they yeah. really do. So that which is a shame. Truth. Which is a shame. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well <laughs> Teresa, we're we've got a little more than four minutes left. Um mm-hmm. I want to turn the mic to you and Mm -hmm. make your plea to the city of Florence, why they need to come vote for you for the mayor. Thank you so much. Well, first of all, thank everyone for listening out. I think that this is a great format to communicate with the community. But for me, Teresa Myers Irving, you want me as your mayor because experience does count. We are at a critical point in our city that we need leadership that once I put my hand up and said, I do, I will. That means I will start working right then because I have the experience. I have the knowledge base to continue moving us forward. I don't have to have a couple of months to learn things. I know it. If you like the things that you've seen since 2010, I have been leading this city since 2010. The decisions that you've seen, I've had inputting. So if you like what you've seen in your city, then you like me. And if you want the stability of solid leadership, proven leadership, you want me. And you can go to my website, florencemayor.com. You can see the things I've done. My work has produced, and that is what the city of Florence needs. We need stability. We need leadership that knows what to do on day one, not just day one, but minute one. And I'm that leadership. And so I believe that if you love our city, like I love our city, you will vote for me. Because I've always put Florence first, and I will continue to put Florence first. I chose to stay in Florence. I chose to live here. I chose to marry my husband and raise my family here. 
I chose to get educated here because that's how much I believe in Florence. And any citizen who believe in Florence the way I do, any vote otherwise, so for anyone except for me, I hate to say it would be a waste of vote. <laughs> I am high quality, high quality leadership, and I'm the best mayor for us to move forward. And that is why I'm asking them to vote for Teresa, because a vote for me is a vote to put Florence first and to move Florence forward. Well, I'll tell you, you make a strong and powerful case. Thank you. Uh, you have a fantastic resume. Thank you. Um, a ton of experience, yes. and you speak with passion. Thank you so much. Um, I like your vision. Uh, folks, do your research. Please. There, there are a couple of candidates here. You're doing them both a disservice mm -hmm. if you do not research. And like I said earlier, if you do not vote, do vote. not complain. Please That's vote. right. Please um, vote. So Please register vote. to vote. Time's running out to register mm -hmm. to vote. Uh, in South Carolina now, if you're scared to go vote, you can now vote absentee. Every citizen has that right now yes. in the state. Get involved. Do not sit back. Um, not only is this an important national election, mm -hmm. this is an election to shape the future of this city yes. for the next 10 to 20 years. Correct. Um, yeah. Get out of your houses and get involved and vote. Teresa, it's been a great pleasure. Yes, thank, thank you, you so, so much, much for coming, coming in. in. You're yeah. welcome. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed your time here. I did. It went too quickly. <laughs> well, I told you it would. Well, I absolutely told you well, it would. Yeah. After I'm elected mayor, invite me back. Absolutely. <laughs> we'll do that. So, yeah. all right. Folks, thank you everyone for tuning in. Uh, we'll be back next week with an off-site podcast. We have a panel discussion that goes along with some of the topics we talked about today about buying your first first home uh buying some uh, investment property ways mm -hmm. to ways to make your nest egg for you and your family so that'll be coming up next week again thank you so much Teresa, for coming in welcome. Uh, thank you everybody for listening and until next time bye-bye goodbye Thank you, everyone, for tuning in today. We hope you enjoyed today's guests. If you have any show ideas or any guests you'd like to hear from, you can contact us at 2PsMedia at Yahoo.com. Thank you again for listening. Until next time.